Welcome everyone to the Will the Corporate Workplace Return to Normal virtual event. It's so nice to have everyone here. Welcome to everyone who's jumping on live today as well as watching on the replay. And it's my pleasure to introduce Sacred Walker. Sacred is hailed by audiences worldwide as a gifted orator, charismatic presenter, visionary leader, and executive coach. Sacred Walker speaks about resilience, the capacity for all to thrive when transforming internal and external stressors into success through facing the internalized judgments, biases, and doubts people face each day. After over 15 years of serving highly stressed communities, her life's journey is to foster affirming wellness and leadership spaces across the public and private sector, companies, and campuses where care comes full circle by healing divides, infusing well-being, and fostering leadership, by facilitating evidence-based, harmonizing educational experiences that build bridges and reduce stress, the spaces she motivates, inspires, and her team and her facilitate increase productivity and infuse well-being. She allows her naturally creative, soulful, and transformative presence alongside her holistic master's level training to support your community to envision wellness, and healthy leadership and gain tools to succeed by stepping into their higher vision of excellence. Welcome, Sacred. It's so great to have you today. Oh, what a wonderful, renowning uh, welcome that was. Thank you so much, Tracy, for putting this together at this pivotal time in our you know, you know, nation's history. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. It's so great to have you. And I'm excited for your topic today. You're wanting to talk to us today about how to care for your health, during a career transition. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited to dive in. Wonderful. So what would you say to someone who's looking at, there's a lot of people considering a career transition, whether that be lateral, whether that be something totally new. Um, What would you say to someone right now who's really thinking about changing up their career? Yes, I would say um, to just take a step back to kind of do a personal inventory first to see, what is shifting internally for you that makes you want to shift things externally, right? That's what I would say first to, you know, just do a personal inventory. And we here at Kumba Health take some time to really understand the fact that we've gone through over um, 19 months of looking inward and being in, you know, isolation and taking so much time to go inward. So sometimes when now that we're going outward, there's so much of a shift around how do we want to bring our gifts into the world? Whether it's you want to launch a consulting practice, whether you want a promotion. Some people have been feeling underappreciated and they're getting a chance to look at it or have gone through loss. You know, just doing a personal inventory to see what exactly has been going on for you and working with someone to really assess that to make sure the next step for you is in your best interest. Mm, I love that because it's so relevant. It's, it's so interesting, the times that we're in right now where there are just an entire global population going through so many shifts and changes. So when you're referencing those internal changes that are influencing an external change, could you talk a little bit more about what some of those internal changes might be? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So from a health perspective, I like to look at what are some of the things that are kind of kicking up the need for change, right? Because returning to normal also means that we have to acknowledge that all of us have been shifting what normal means internally for us, right? So some of those uh, cues might be, have you noticed that there might be differences in how you communicate? Do you communicate differently with your team, with your family members, right? If you've gone through major changes, 
What is your new normal around your communication style as a leader? The second area that I would look at is your spending. And I know oftentimes, especially those heart-centered executives, we work so hard, we want to invest in ourselves, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I want to give myself this holiday. But begin to look at how are you spending? What are the ways that you are investing in your well-being? Or are there ways that you might be depleting because you're compensating for something else? We just want to look at that, right? Because oftentimes our spending does connect back to our mental health. And the third area I would like us to look at is our eating right? Are we reaching for foods that are connected to our stress? Are we reaching for foods, whether it's at the break room, whether it's, you know, working from home or hybrid where things are more accessible, you know, how are we reaching for things that are feeding our mind, body, and spirit? So those are the three areas I would look at. Stresses in our communication, looking at if we are, um, you know, impulsively shopping or spending, and as well, looking at our triggers connected to um, our eating, all of those tie back into are we making choices in the best health um, that will really help us to the next level? Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love all those areas of looking at health and well-being, and I love your holistic approach. And it's so interesting right now that um, there's just so much. There are so many facets of our life that are impacted by what's happening around us. And it sounds like what you're saying. The very first step then is really awareness. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, I would say that's that's awareness. Um, I have an example, you know, for example, I have a amazing executive who I've been working with for the last year. And, you know, she noticed that she was becoming very um, short in her relationship. You know, she was noticing that she was very um, feeling very frustrated and was, you know, kind of becoming snippy, sometimes with smile, but actually was feeling frustrated inside. And it was actually because she was feeling underappreciated at work. And something about the hours merging during COVID made her realize, oh my goodness, I had been tolerating 60 to 80 hour corporate hours in ways that I often didn't feel seen for my gifts. And when we were able to apply some strategic tools, we were able to bring awareness to that. And now she's stepping into the next level where she is speaking up and asking for the promotion that she deserves because we've assessed what are the ways that you don't feel appreciated and how can we turn those into leverageable strengths, right? But if we weren't able to look at that, she would have been stuck in that place of, I just feel so frustrated with my husband. Why won't he do what he, you know, he said he would do? Because it was, it was transferring over, right? And her husband, of course, thanks us for <laughs> the shift in transformation. So all of those things, sometimes when we become aware and receive support to shift that and heal that, we get to call in our worth in different ways. But we get to be clear about maybe it's not over here. Maybe it's over there that we want to sh- make a change in our life. Mm. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? When we go deep, there's actually a different root cause than what's showing on the surface. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the holistic approach. Yeah. Which I love, which is so important. Mm -hmm. And when people are working from home, I've heard this a lot that it's just too easy to get on your computer and work those really long hours longer Mm -hmm. than you would have in the office. So is that Mm -hmm. something that you're seeing in your other clients as well? I would say yes and no. So I would say one of the things that we do here at Kumba Health and a part of my model is that we begin to look at time differently and how we can look at time as if they are dollar signs, right? So if we begin to look at, okay, do I, do I want to give away thousands of dollars of my time because I'm seeing my time as my energy? 
then we begin to create boundaries where a lot of my clients, to be honest, have shifted their relationship to time. So they started out that way. Time management, focus, feeling really lethargic and tired were a part of their, you know, kind of day to day. But when they began to apply the tools, they began to create shifts. And they also saw that they were relating to their time differently around their spending too, because maybe they felt like, oh my gosh, I work so hard. I'm just going to get spend two hours getting lost on, on Macy's or getting lost on Nordstrom. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with gifting yourself. But they began to look at, hmm, okay, how do I want to spend this time differently? Maybe I want to spend it with my grandson. Maybe I want to spend it with my, you know, supportive care animal because I actually had a loss and I'm realizing, oh, I really need nurturing. How do I change my relationship to time? Because there's no lack of time. That's actually a myth. It's just how we relate to it. If we see it as, as money, I'm investing in myself in a different way. And so that, I would say a lot of my clients, fortunately, have shifted their relationship to time because of that. Mm. I love that. And then choosing to invest your time into an activity that fills you up rather than depletes you a little bit further. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you have energy for what you really love. And then you can step back and go, how am I going to create time to either get that promotion or launch that business? If I don't have enough energy for A, how am I going to create time for B? Because I'm exhausted, right? Mm -hmm. We want to feel, you know, we want to feel fulfilled, not depleted. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So perfect. So let's say that our example client is, is, is doing well with her time. She is investing in herself so that she feels full. She's looked at those three aspects of herself, as you mentioned, to gain awareness of those internal changes and how they might be demonstrating themselves um, in our life. And this example client still is interested in making a career change. So what would you then advise as next steps from there? Absolutely. So I would say from there, we begin to ask, um, you know, hard questions, right? I would say the foundation pieces would be one, we begin to look at what are the ways that you are focusing your time right now? And what are things in your current workplace that you feel are strengths of yours, right? We begin to kind of do a strengths assessment. We begin to look at that. Um, We also begin to look at what are ways that you might have tolerated um, moments of undermining your worth. So why do I say that? This is for example. So that's what I call a culture ad. Okay. I want to give an example of that. So I have um, an amazing client, amazing pioneer in her field, does powerful work, um, works with those on the front lines and makes major impact in the world. And she decided that she wanted to make a, um, a change, right? She wanted to create a shift. When we do an, did an assessment, we both holistically looked at her health, And we also looked at what are her gifts hand in hand. From a health perspective, she realized that she was experiencing a lot of tooth pain. And you say sacred, what does tooth pain have to do with anything? What we began to look at was that she had been tolerating pain in so many areas of her life that she had been ignoring this pain in her mouth for over three months that was causing major issues. And we began to do an assessment and look at what are other areas that she was feeling undermined and feeling like there was pain that what are the ways that we kind of almost like assume that pain is supposed to be part of our life. Oh, that person second guessed me. Oh, that person stole the spotlight. Oh, that person spoke down to me, you know, in the, in the boardroom. That's just a part of the same kind of pain that we experience in our, in our mouth, right? For example. Mm-hmm. And so we began to, you know, create a shift around her relationship to tolerating pain, right? 
that tooth pain opened up the door to other aspects. And she now has a health plan and she's gone to the dentist and she's able to look at her physical health and has more energy for what she deserves, right? She's able to create a mind, body, spirit plan. Hand in hand, looking at her gifts. So from there, she realized, oh my goodness, I actually have a gift for being of support to others. And there's a way that because I was just always kind of in this caretaker role, but I never quite looked at what are some of the strengths that, you know, we had. And so we're using some of the tools that I have called the culture ad experience, you know, that I've been trained in through marketing, executive coaching tools, some of the clinical tools. We were able to do a clear assessment and strategy, whereas now she's stepping into the next step within three months of saying, you know, what, actually, this is how much money it's going to take right? Because I was spending money on numbing my pain. Now I can repurpose that into my launch strategy. I want to create a shift. Okay. Now I have funds put aside because I know how much it will take to invest wisely. How much should I charge for the fact that I'm no longer caretaking for free, right? And tolerating numbing the pain, right? Now I'm going to support others in a way on the front lines in a way that I can be a consultant, I could be a strategist. And now she's calling in how much she's really worth financially. She wouldn't have been able to do that if she tolerated, okay, this is just what I do. I take care of others. She's like, mm -mm, I know my bottom line now, right? So do you see how they connected? That one toothache opened up a door for so much more. And now she's, you know, running a six-figure business. So we just have to look at, you know, one point can touch on so many. Yeah, again, isn't that interesting that the root cause is so different than what was showing up on the surface, and I doubt she would have made that connection without working with you, um, and that we can sometimes tolerate pain and make it just a regular part of our life and, and numb it however we can, whether we stay very busy or we use different vices <laughs> to numb that pain. Um, but I also find too, like you mentioned, her natural gifts were caring for others, do you find as well people who tend to care for others that they, hi kitty, <laughs> that they, um, they tend to put their own pain or discomfort or well-being at the bottom of the priority list as well? Absolutely. And I know many of us are coming off the holidays, right? So I'm, you know, there, there's the, the question to how do we prioritize ourselves as caretakers, right? Mm -hmm. So there can be something very fulfilling about being able to give back, taking care of families, chosen families, taking care of our teens, right? Taking care of our furry families, right? Um, and I want to invite in the gift of how do we put on that mask first, right? How do we put on that, that air oxygen that in times of shift, Right? If you're going through a major career shift, you're going from either the corporate market or you might be in government, you might be working in entertainment, whatever industry that is that is corporate, right? How are you looking at in that shift? Who are the people around you that are supporting you so that you can put yourself first, right? Because if you have people around you that I call your executive or your executive circle, who's your winning circle? You have to have people around you that both celebrate the fact that you're a giver, celebrate the fact that your heart is, is, is good and you might make an impact, or the fact that you're a pioneer in a powerhouse, and also having at least five people, I would say two to five people that can be your visionary circle, 
who you can go to and strategize with, whether that's me, Tracy, or someone else, strategize with and say, you know what, actually, I'm ready to put myself first. And I've actually, I had this calling on my life. A lot of people I work with are very spiritual. They feel like something keeps pulling on me and I can't say no to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I have to create time for it. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I have to create time for it. Who can I whisper that to that I know is not going to see that as an opportunity to leverage that on the market? Right. Who I can whisper it to that'll go, hmm, oh my gosh, absolutely. You know what? Actually, I know somebody who works for XYZ. I know somebody who's the head of entertainment and so forth and communications. Why don't I connect you? Why don't we talk it out together? Right. That that piece is so essential because we're calling it a new normal. Because that's your identity. A lot of people don't realize COVID changed our identity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are caretaking for a long time woke up. They were like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that I had been taking care of so many people until I had all this time to look at it. Right. And so now we're just looking at it, doesn't mean letting people go, it just means we're just inviting in people who support our vision. Right. And that's one thing that I do help people to create are this powerful uh, inner executive circle. Welcome, welcome. Yes, I love it. And I love that you said you work with a lot of people who are spiritual. There are a lot of your clients that they have got this whisper on their soul that they know that they have to listen to. I'm the same way. Those are exactly the people that I often connect with as well. And when we go back to your client that you were describing, um, you know, you said you started with a toothache and that you did a lot of deep work about helping her to realize what pain she's carrying every day. And it also sounds like work around her worth as well, just so she can pause her life and, and take the time to really focus on healing herself first. Because when we have these missions, these whispers, um, this calling that so many of us are receiving, Wouldn't you say that it's so important that we're really thriving when we choose to start making a move towards that whisper, that we're really feeling at our absolute best so that we can show up at our best state? Um, You mentioned your client is now running a successful business, six-figure business, because she is in that state of not only owning her worth, but being her best self. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what would you say about that, about really needing to make sure you're at your best self in order to make that transition? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say um, three areas that I pride myself on supporting and watching a shift around those who feel most connected to me or heart-centered executives, highly creative entrepreneurs, those who work in government, etc. Um, one is clarity, right? Okay, I'm ready to shift. Um, I always say a cloudy mind can't see clearly. So if you're in a place where you're shifting and this new normal and the COVID-19 and the Omicron and the Delta and all the many names for what are some real life challenges that we're navigating, right? Whether they be those and things just feel cloudy, right? It feels like I, you know, there's something pulling on me, but it also feels um, like I'm, I'm running from something. Something feels very frustrating maybe at, at work or I'm feeling like there's a block or maybe I'm noticing my high blood pressure might've shifted. I might have had my diabetes number shift or something is happening in my health and I feel like I might be running, right? you know, looking at clarity, right? Taking some time to write down, these are the things that are actually bothering me right now that are causing me to make a shift. Just write them down, write them all down. Number two, I would say would be confidence, right? One of the things that I pride myself on that I feel very fortunate is being able to see and hear confident speakers, whether it's confident public speakers, 
confident folks who feel I'm speaking into what I want to call in, right? Taking the steps to work on building one's confidence helps to feel like no matter who you're speaking to, you're calling in your vision. So I get clear on what I want, right? Because I'm clear, I'm taking care of my health. I'm clear on what I want to call in. I've worked with someone around it. I feel confident about how I'm relating to my gifts, right? In a, in a clear way. And I'm also having those courageous conversations, right? Whether it be like I identify as an Afro-Caribbean lesbian woman, it's important that I move in spaces where I'm having those courageous conversations, right? Where I might be the only one of my identity in a room that I might be speaking to about what it is that I want to do on the planet, my commitment to transform stress-related illnesses and help visionaries to thrive, right? I'm going to have to speak differently depending on the space, right? So being able to have those courageous conversations as a woman, right? As a leader, as an executive, right? So I call in being able to say, okay, I'm ready to create a career shift, working with someone so you can feel clear, that you can build confidence, and that when you are having, stepping into whether it's the boardroom or the bedroom, you're having those courageous conversations because you're normal, your, your identity is shifting when you do a major career change. I mean, we have to say that, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like entrepreneurship that has its ups and downs to sometimes rock your identity, right? So I've seen people come in feeling very unclear, struggling with their confidence and not knowing how to communicate their vision in a courageous way, create shifts around that and notice that the way that people relate to them is differently because they know what they want to do. So they know how to support it. Mm. Yes. I love it. Such an important message. And I really love your mission. I really love how you're standing in your power and just sharing your mission as well so that you can elevate others. And I guess my last question then, before we start to um, talk more about you and what you have to offer your clients and how everyone can reach out to you after this call, is if we really tie that then back to the corporate workplace, to people who are working in corporate, there's this big question mark out there, if it will be returning to normal, is there even a normal anymore, yet those people are feeling unsettled and wanting a change. So just bringing it back then to those people who are in corporate, but wanting to change and they're feeling alone in that change, right? Like you were, I hope I'm not <laughs> putting a lot into this question here, but um, yeah, you mentioned, so clarity is important, confidence and courageous conversations. Anything else that you would add to that to people who are in corporate and are feeling just totally different in their identity and are wanting mm-hmm. to make that change? Absolutely. So I want to say a couple of things about the aloneness piece. Mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of people have been feeling alone in corporate for a long time. Mm-hmm. There just haven't been spaces to be able to look at. I, I really want to name this for, you know, um, I've been fortunate to, you know, have worked with the governor's office, Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, City University of New York, or, you know, or MWBE. I've been fortunate to, you know, I'm a Goldman Sachs, you know, 10 KSP scholar. I feel fortunate that there are some pioneering, powerful folks in the world who are on the front lines, who are doing powerful things, who have felt very alone. And I want to say that there's a possibility that things not feeling normal is a good thing. Just for a moment. I want to acknowledge that if you are feeling alone as 
the woman at the table, as the LGBT person at the table, as the older male at the table who's holding tradition, as the, the new person at the table who might be coming in and is innovative and people are like, okay, you've been doing this way for this long. What are you talking about here? Right? The person, you know, person of color, the woman at the table, whatever it is, that there's something about the environment that sometimes can reinforce, okay, let's move forward business as usual, which gets things moving. It hits profit margins. I, I know the importance, but I want to acknowledge that there's a lowness that a lot of people have been feeling that might have just intensified with this experience of self-quarantine. Okay. And so I just want to validate that if that was an experience that you awoke to, let's just be with that, that you are not alone in that aloneness. Okay. Now that we've, that, that's my perspective on it, okay? We can, we can tussle it if you come and meet with me in a consultation, but that's, that's my perspective on it. So now we recognize that there is a great exodus of a lot of people saying, okay, I've discovered this gift, I've discovered this part of myself, and I've awoken to feeling this aloneness. You know, maybe I, I've discovered um, a, a brand that I want to launch. Maybe I've discovered a gift inside. There's something, that, there's a great exodus of some people leaving. I get that. So there's that balance of, do I want to, feel alone and, and connect with others within corporate? Or do I want to feel alone and launch something new, right? That, that's the work that you get to do with someone who sits with you and goes, let's get clear, let's get confident, and let's have a courageous conversation about what you really want to do so that we can get clear on that next step. But I just want to acknowledge that aloneness is real, okay? And so when you're ready to create that change and you are working with corporate, it's within the structure. I want to invite that you find at least one person who can be an ally to support that new normal for you, that can help to support you to set those healthy boundaries around your time if it's possible, to be able to speak to that person if it's within sometimes HR, sometimes it might be a diversity equity officer, sometimes it might be a consultant that's brought in, but being able to look at how do you support the environment to navigate change so you are not alone, because that's the problem. Sometimes you feel that like that one voice who's saying, hello, I'm working 80 hours here. Does anyone see this? Hello, I'm the only woman of color speaking up. Does anyone see this? Hello, I'm the only woman at the table. Does anyone hear me? The importance is change can't happen in isolation. And so that's what gets exhausted, right? So that's the great exodus. I'm tired of saying the only voice, so now I'm going to go, right? So I'm going to invite in that if you see that you have a core group of people, sometimes we've created, um, we've helped uh, organizations navigate change where they formed core groups and those core groups were in charge of helping to navigate change so that one voice didn't become the dissenter. Oh my goodness, now what are you saying about me, us, right? So I invite that if you are in an environment where you feel alone, acknowledge that you're feeling alone and you might've been feeling alone way before COVID, right? or during it awoken you, connect with others so you are not creating change alone, so you are not burning out from trying to make changes by yourself. And if you genuinely feel as if you are not getting the support you need within that environment, then work with someone around looking at how can you leverage your strengths in a way that you cover yourself financially so that you are investing in your worth properly. Right? Because if you are running from something and you're running scared, you're going to underserve yourself and undercharge if you're not careful. Right? Because fear is not the way you make a decision about your bottom line. Companies don't make decisions on fear, 
or they shouldn't, <laughs> and we shouldn't either. Okay, so that's what I would recommend, you know, but trying to make change in isolation will burn you out. And I'm here to help people prevent that. Mm. Yes, yes, such words of wisdom. I love it. And uh, that really leads to, yeah, so just to our last minute or two sacred. So if anyone's listening and they're really resonating with what you're saying, they want to learn more about you, um, how to work with you, what would you, how would you help them with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would say there could be one of two directions. If you're feeling like you had this conversation today and you were on the edge, you're like, if if one more person comes to me and and pushes me and tells me that I have to work one more hour without acknowledgement, I'm going to break. And you really do not want to feel isolated. And you want our team to come in and work within your corporate environment to see if we can do one last push for corporate change to invite in wellness that lasts, (laughs) right? Inclusion that lasts then do reach out at sacredwalker.net and we can, you know, have a clarity call about how do we come and work with your team, okay? If you're feeling like, you know what, this conversation, something about it touched in me and I'm ready for some kind of emotional or financial freedom, that's what I'm ready to shift, then do reach out and, you know, either myself as an executive coach or one of our, you know, licensed clinicians will help you navigate change so that you can communicate more clearly with your family members, if things are kicking up or help to look at your stressors so that your physical health doesn't get impacted in a negative way, or just to help you to continue to to celebrate your worth because you deserve it. So I would say those would be the best ways for folks who are on Instagram. I'm pretty active there with our team. Um, I'm at ask sacred. So literally a question like at A-S-K-S-A-C-R-E-D and um, sacredwalker.net would be the way to connect. But, you know, whether it's with me or someone else, I just really want us to support one another through this new normal. We can get through it. Yes. Yes. That's so right. Well, thank you so much, Sacred. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with all of us live and everyone watching the replay. And I hope everyone checks out Sacred on Instagram as well as her website. So thank you, Sacred. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be in touch, Tracy, and take good care and good meeting you, uh, Carol. And we'll be in touch, everyone. Take good care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.